Welcome to Creature Crunch, the podcast where we take your creature and we get married to it, hoping to become mortal ourselves. My name is Matt. And I was not brought upon this world to get it. And uh, we are here today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are here today to talk about a movie. A movie that... <laughs> you having issues there, buddy? <laughs> Chris, this, this movie's weird. It is. It's very um, weird. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I think I told you off mic that I, I had seen this movie before. Uh-huh. But it has been a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I remember back then not having any clue what the hell was going uh-huh. on. And I was like, maybe I'll get it this time. <laughs> Chris, I'm still confused. <laughs> well, then you're in the same shoes as the uh, movie's protagonist, Jack Burton. Okay. I mean, that... <laughs> That is 100% the intent of this movie. It right. accomplished its mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I I had struggled taking notes throughout this one because all of my notes were just going to be, I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going yeah. on. Everybody in this is charming. Uh-huh. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um. Yeah, Big Trouble Little China. It's, yep. it's a big weirdo. It's a great big, big, <laughs> big... Big, big. <laughs> but no, I, I, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> it's no, it's incredible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, it is an amazing movie. Um, it, it definitely deserves the cult following that it has. That it, that it's acquired since its release because it yeah. was a, not a success <laughs> upon release. Well, of course, it was John Carpenter. It was John Carpenter. This is our third John Carpenter movie, which makes him the uh, most prolific director we've had, other than Del Toro. Other than Del Toro, yes, because we did do an entire month of Del Toro. We did do an entire month of Del Toro. It's true, it's <laughs> but uh, but yeah, John Carpenter's our, our second month guy, <laughs> right? But John Carpenter's definitely our second uh-huh. for sure. Because I mean, what what have we done? Del Toro five, six, five, five, six, five, five. We just done five. No. Because we did the entire month. We did the entire month, which was four. Yeah. And then Mimic. Mimic and Shape of Water. Six. 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 Okay. So. But um, I, I don't imagine there's going to be a whole lot more of Del Toro coming down th- the there, there probably won't. There probably won't. I mean, there's like, going to be some, but. Yeah, but not a huge amount. We, yeah. we did kind of burn through our Del Toro, Toro load pretty quick. Yeah. And I can guarantee there's more John Carpenter coming around. So. That's fair. That is that is absolutely fair. So he may tie with Del Toro before the end of this. <laughs> But anyway, that's no, they're here, no, there, yeah, that, that's it's getting lost tangent, in the weeds. Tangent yep. here, but um, but yes, John Carpenter, Johnny, Johnny the Carpenter. We also have a lot of other Creature Crunch links, though, in this movie. There's quite the a cast, few, so. yeah. I mean, well, Kurt Russell is a, a John Carpenter staple, so right, he's gonna right. appear a lot. Uh, James Hong shows up again because uh, James Hong is the most prolific actor ever, yeah. Uh, as of November 2022, he has 454 credits to his name. Dang, man. <laughs> the only person who might have more is Frank Welker. <laughs> yeah. Because Frank Welker does a lot, has a lot of uh, uncredited work. Yeah. And has a lot of, like, um, stock work, you might say, where it's like this voice is used, or this sound is used over and over again. He's sure animal it, sounds it, that guy. That technically gets him the credit right, there. But, right, But, well, has James Hong been another Creature Crunch movie? Uh, I believe so. Because Victor Wong was, of course, in Tremors. Victor Wong was in Tremors, yes. Um, um, I am almost positive that he was. Let me double check. And yeah, maybe he hasn't then. Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think we'd had him in a Creature Crunch movie okay. yet. Yeah, I guess but... not. But he, he will show up again because there's other ones that he's going to. Right. But yeah, if you watched a TV show from like the 70s through the 90s, 
and animated features up to today, like you've definitely heard his voice. At least very, very at the very least heard his yeah. voice. He's done a lot of voice acting in video games. He's been in the Judgment games and uh, Sleeping Dogs. Um, like dudes everywhere. He is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, this year he finally got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at just, age ninety three. This year, just this year. Wow. Fuck you, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. But he's still working at age ninety three. That's impressive, yeah. though. Dude is a machine. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, moving along. Moving along. Yeah. Uh, originally, John Carpenter had envisioned this movie as a Western with uh, Kurt Russell as a cowboy looking for his horse. <laughs> so instead of a truck, it was a horse? Yes. Okay. And then it just kind of got moved to a more modern setting. And I, I think this works a lot better than what would have happened. Yeah, I can't really imagine this the, as a Western. <laughs> yeah, because Kurt or uh, Jack uh, Burton as a trucker is such an important part of his character. <laughs> like, it really is. So is that his actual profession, then, in this movie? Is he an, he's a trucker? He's a long-haul trucker, yeah. Okay, because I'm... Not long-haul trucker, but, like, uh, uh, yeah, okay. 18-wheeler. Right, because I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's never really explained like he's clearly driving a truck yeah but i don't see him hauling anything in it well he's hauled in at the very beginning the, he's, um, he's he does hauling, have a trailer does he does have a trailer and it's got the, the pigs and chickens in it that they unload that's right yeah. i blanked that out because i was more distracted by what he was saying to yeah. whoever he was saying it to we'll get to it yeah 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 okay um the movie had a 25 million dollar budget including marketing and made back a total worldwide box office of eleven point one. Um, but yeah, but at least with this one, they that, um, that from what I was reading, uh, Kurt Russell and John Carpenter do attribute it a little bit more to just the lack of marketing because nobody knew how to market this exactly. movie. Exactly, <laughs> and like it got totally boned by Fox, who released it opposite of Aliens. Oh yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me though. Like they did not know what to do with this movie. Um, they. Like, Carpenter from day one wanted Kurt Russell to star as Jack. Because Kurt Russell is John Carpenter's guy. Yeah. Um, but the studio wanted other actors who were more popular at the time to play Jack. Mm -hmm. Including Clint Eastwood. Okay. Jack Nicholson and Jeff Bridges. Uh, the execs also made John Carpenter add that opening scene with Egg and his lawyer. Okay, that, yeah, that felt very... Because it seems very incongruous with the rest of the movie. Right, right, because again, it's like, well, we'll talk about it, but it's... Yeah. It, yeah okay, that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, the movie was supposed to open with, with Jack on the CB radio. Okay. Just like it closes with Jack on the CB radio. Right. And the execs were like, no, we need some sort of framing device for this batshit movie you've created, John. <laughs> so they, they did this, and then it just never comes up again, and it's never mentioned or anything. Right. And it's not, it, it's not even like in continuity with the rest of the movie like really because they mentioned things that that do, have not happened and yeah <laughs> <laughs> will not happen and egg is like a lot friendlier with jack than he is at any other point in the movie and <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah that, uh, that, yeah the execs really kind of screwed this thing over um that does not surprise but me. it has gotten to major like cult classic status like it is a oft quoted movie it is seen everywhere like you can see parodies of Lopan and stuff like it's it's definitely entered the cultural co uh, consciousness since then right right and as a result um Dwayne Johnson is scheduled to star in another movie 
which I say because we do not know if it is going to be a remake or a legacy sequel. Oh. They haven't said. Wild. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It, it, like, if it's a remake, then Dwayne Johnson is probably going to be Jack Burton, which I don't think is going to work as well. No, probably, well, I don't know. Like, maybe. It, it, it really but... depends. It depends on how they, I, I don't think it would have anything to do with Dwayne. Yeah. I think it would be completely on, on the how, yeah, on the script. Yeah. Because they're going to try and make him cool. Yeah, that's the problem. If they made him, like, if they leaned into the way Jack is supposed to be, uh huh. Um, like Dwayne can absolutely play. The he's kind got of the a, comedic chops. Yeah, like, he can do it. He can play the the big doofus who's just kind of in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I I definitely don't see them using him to do that. No, I don't think they'll they'll let him do that. Because I mean, like I didn't care for the Jungle Cruise movie like at all. Oh yeah, neither did I. But at <laughs> the same time, you can. Just... Dwayne is trying to do comedic stuff in that movie. He... Dwayne is an incredibly charming yeah. and very talented actor. Yeah, yeah. The problem is that because of his popularity and because of who he is at this point, he is going to be always cast as the charming and hero. cool yeah. hero. Yeah. yeah, like that's just that's just and how that's he is. Not what this movie is. No. Um Kurt Russell is the star of this movie. He is not the protagonist of this movie. No. He's the comedic relief. He he's the comedic relief sidekick. Yeah, yeah. The hero is Wang. Uh-huh. Like, Wang is your protagonist. He's the one that all of the action revolves around. He's the one who has an actual, like, goal other than, I want my truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's the driving force. He's got the conflict. Yeah. He's got the... He's got... He knows yeah. everybody. He like, has the hero's journey here. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. Not and, Jack. <laughs> and Jack is... He's a goofball. Like, he's... He thinks he's super cool and awesome. And he gets a couple of funny moments. And, like, he gets one really cool moment at the end. But... Even though he's the guy you follow, he's not the hero. Mm -hmm. He's just our, our POV character. Right. Uh, the movie has also spawned several comic books. Uh, there's a was a fairly ongoing series um, that followed up directly after the last scene of the movie. Oh, uh, okay. Like, literally okay. right after Okay, that, yeah. sure. Um, and it, it's pretty good. It's worth reading, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. not bad at all. Cool. Uh, there was also like a ending to the the jack character called old man jack <laughs> okay that kind of finishes off his story sure um he also crossed over with other jonathan carpenter properties so there was a uh big trouble in little china slash escape from new york crossover <laughs> oh, which you may notice that both jack burton and snake plissken were played by kurt russell right so you have kurt russell and kurt russell together <laughs> sure which is sure. kind of amazing yeah <laughs> I haven't read those yet, but I hear they're pretty good. And okay. there's there's a series of uh, spinoff novels that Carpenter, I guess, advised on. Like there was uh, Big Trouble in Merry Old England. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember what the other one was. I, it's, I was looking to see if this was streaming through any of our services at the library. And all of the spinoff books came up and I was like, I did not know these exist. And now I need to read them. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's become kind of a, a weird cultural juggernaut in its own yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, it really has. It really has. I mean, it's, it, it's a pretty popular movie. Like, I'd heard of the movie even before I'd seen it. Uh -huh. Well before, and I'd heard a lot of like, I think my first exposure to it was somebody who, uh, God, I don't even remember who it was, but it was like, oh, this movie's, this movie's amazing. And uh -huh. I just heard it. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> oh, sure, bud, whatever you yeah, say. Yeah. It wasn't until later I watched it 
And I was baffled and was like, well, that was weird. And then mm-hmm. it was like a later on after that, I watched it a second time. I was like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get it. You get the joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, you, I get the joke. If Once you get the joke, it's hilarious. Uh-huh. Like, it's a very funny movie. Yeah. But if you don't get that joke that Jack is not the hero. Right. It is a weird movie. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's it's insanely bizarre. I've never seen another movie quite do this. Like No, not that I can think of. For but sure. it, it works so well once you get that joke. But yeah, let's let's get into the movie sort let's of talk because about it. Yeah. um this I it's streaming on Amazon for rental or purchase and mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that, but I did have a DVD copy of it that I got from work. Yeah. Because we we have people who drop off DVDs at work that they don't want anymore sure. or that they think are ours. So we end up with a stack of orphan DVDs. Yeah, that then aren't technically the libraries, but Right, right. And at best we'll send them over to our used bookstore if no like uh employee wants them. And I saw a copy of Big Trouble in Little China. It's like, sweet. I love this movie. I'll take it. So I grabbed it and brought it home. Uh, I swan to John this movie looked like a bootleg. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've i had issues with DVDs in the past that I've acquired for this show. John Carpenter movies, John Carpenter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and when, like, I booted it up in my PS5, it sounded like it was going to make my PS5 explode. Oh, no. Because it was just humming the entire time I was watching this movie. Like, the PS5 was vibrating. Oh, ah. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> There wasn't, like, a label or anything on this. It was just the print on it. It Wow, that's wild. Um, When I booted it up, there was only two options I could watch. Okay. And that was to select which version of the film I wanted to watch. Widescreen or pan and scan. Okay. There was a few more once you selected which version of the film you wanted, but... That but was, initially, that's the yeah. Only that was not option. an auspicious start to this, <laughs> and the subtitles were incorrect through the entire movie. Okay, what level of incorrect? Extremely. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> there were lines that just weren't there. Oh, <laughs> uh, there they rephrased pretty much everything everyone said to make it shorter to fit in the captions. <laughs> That's that's good. That's a good sign when you have when, when the subtitles are just trying to paraphrase as clear. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. This was a bad print of this movie, so I, I think I need to hunt down a better one at some point. This is even worse than the thing. That's hilarious. And the thing was not a good experience for me. Oh my god, that's funny. All right, so um, so yeah, we start this movie with uh, as mentioned in this kind of orphaned scene. Yeah. Where Eggshin, uh is being interviewed by his lawyer about the event where um, half a block exploded in a green fireball and the authorities think that Jack Burton and Egg mightn't be involved and Jack is missing. And, and Egg treats... Egg talks about Jack like he's some sort of, like, demigod. Like, right, yeah. Like this Hasn't hurt. he done enough for yeah, this? Yeah. That man is a hero. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like that so contrary to not only the going... The joke of the movie. Right. But, like, when we finally get Egg and Jack interacted, like, Egg is annoyed by Jack. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone is. It's great. Yeah. I, I love Egg, by the way. Egg best, is great, yeah. Egg yeah. is, hands down, the best character no, in this v- movie. Victor Wong is amazing. Like, he's of very good. he is, but... Yeah. Uh, so Egg's lawyer kind of grills him over the fact that Egg believes that magic exists. And Egg is like, oh, yeah, well, lightning between my hands. <laughs> which is not... A spell that Egg uses at any point in the movie? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's like, why didn't you, Egg? That looked like it could be useful. Yeah, no, Egg is more of, like, he uses spells and artifacts and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he's, he's... Or, like, potions and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He doesn't cast fireball. 
and then we open like from there to uh, the actual start of the movie, <laughs> where Jack is driving down the highway in the Pork Chop Express, the best truck in uh, cinema. <laughs> <laughs> is there any explanation as to why it's called the Pork Chop Express? Because it's got pig on it. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a cool name. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because he's hauling pigs. Probably. It could be, yeah. But I'm just, okay, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Uh, and Jack is giving monologues over the truck CB radio. Yeah, who the fuck is he talking to? And Other truckers. What is he talking about? <laughs> uh, he, he's rambling like he is the protagonist. Like he's giving off nuggets of wisdom. And it, it, it's, it's all over the goddamn place, it really too. Is, yeah. Like. <laughs> Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. Just listen to the old Pork Chop Express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. But I do know it's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. Like, the, the key thing that he says during this opening bit is that um, he never drives faster than he can see, and it's all in the reflexes. Which means... It means nothing. Fucking what? <laughs> it means absolutely nothing. But it's kind of like Jack's powers, you might say. <laughs> in that if he tries to do something, he's going to fail. Yeah. But if he reflexively does something, he'll succeed. He just kind of just goes. He doesn't... He, yeah. He's, he's the almost like the... Uh, He's almost the idiot savant. Where yeah, he just he can't plan for things. Yeah, he just he just has to go. Yeah, uh, and interspliced with Jack's monologue, we get scenes of people in LA's Chinatown, uh, like preparing for the storm, like haggling over different produce, talking to each other. It gives you an overview of this like vibrant world that Chinatown is. Mm-hmm. Or that the Chinatown of this movie is. Yeah, and from what I was reading, it is a very accurate depiction uh-huh. of Chinatown and the, the Chinese culture, especially in San Francisco. Yeah, or San Francisco, not LA, excuse me. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, Carpenter really loved this area and wanted to kind of write it a love letter and also like pay tribute to uh, kung fu movies from like the 70s and early which, 80s. Which that is very evident. Very like, much you, so, yeah. You definitely get that. Yeah, there's a lot of wuxia in this, and it, it's very good. Um, while Jack's truck is being unloaded, he haggles for some meat buns, which look really tasty. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, does some gambling. I don't understand the game that they are playing. Uh, it, 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 I think it was they have dominoes that they have flipped upside down. Okay. And they, you know, pick them randomly, put yeah. them in a bowl, and people gamble over whether the, the dots on them are going to be even or odd. Oh, okay, okay. I think that's what it was. That's, yeah, I that's kind of what I think. really together, get it. I could be way off the mark, but yeah. that's like that's what it looked like they had because he, he th- fl- flips the bowl over something. It looked yeah. like I thought at first it was just like some chips or something. Yeah, yeah. And and then they started gambling like odd or even. It's like, well, couldn't you read them? But then like in like the next shot, you see some dominoes. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah. 
and we cut to the next morning and Jack is still gambling, but all of his partners have given up because Jack's been taking them to the cleaners. Because he didn't plan this. Because he didn't plan it. No, he just did it. Uh, leaving him with Wang. And Wang seems really upset about this whole situation and bets Jack double or nothing that Wang's knife can cut a beer bottle in half. Yeah, yeah. These two have a very interesting relationship. They're friends, but they're contentious friends. Uh Uh-huh. And like everyone else in this movie, Wang seems annoyed by Jack. Yeah, he does. (laughs) So, uh... They decide which bottle to cut because apparently the first the first bottle Jack didn't want to cut because it still had beer in it. Yeah. <laughs> so he finishes his bottle and gives it to Wang. Wang hits it with his fucking machete knife. Yeah, this big ass cleaver. <laughs> yeah, but the bottle goes flying and Jack catches it because it's a reflex thing. Yeah. And Wang laments that it always works at home. Like he can do it at home all the time. Uh, Wang can't pay the bet but says that he has the money at the restaurant so they need to go to the restaurant, to Wang's restaurant to get the money. Yeah. there's So this is where one of the things with this movie that I don't, like, it, it absolutely would not work in any other movie, especially uh-huh. in today's uh-huh. environment, where there is a lot of information and characterizations about these these characters uh-huh. that you don't get until they, they, they usually will either give, like, a very weird and bad line explaining what it is. Like, mm-hmm. nobody talks like that. But because everybody does it, it's pretty consistent. Yeah, because everyone talks like that, except yeah. Jack. <laughs> except Jack. Um, but also, there's just a lot of information that we are just left to just assume is, like, they, they, they deliver some lines and some information where it's like, well, of course, why, audience, why didn't you know this? Yeah. Everybody knows and this. There's a lot of as-you-know style yeah. this, <laughs> which is very funny because they have to get that information across to the audience. Uh-huh. But they also have to make it seem like, well, everyone fucking knows this. Jack, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, like <laughs> there's a scene a little bit later on. Um, we'll, we'll get we'll get to it, and I'll, I'll probably talk about it mm-hmm. then. But it's like where, where Gracie Law just walks into the restaurant and is like, hey, it's me. And everybody's just like, and I'm like, I'm sitting here going like, Jack is the only person who knew you. And it was because he started hitting on you with the... no. Uh, I didn't... Apparently like, everyone knows Everybody knows is. her. It's yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll cover it. Yeah. Um, so Jack gives Wang a lift to the restaurant, but first they have to uh, stop and pick up Wang's fiance, fiance, who is coming over from China. Yeah, they have to swing by the airport and get and pick up Mao Yan. And and we get more in we get some more um, insight into their relationship because uh, Wang's like, yeah, hey, I'll I'll just meet you at the airport, or I'll meet you at the restaurant after mm. I pick up my fiance. And Jack's like, no, you're coming with me. I don't trust that. Right. Like right. you're going to the airport. You're gonna. Like, he even kind of implies that Wang's just gonna get on an airplane fly away. Fly away. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wang's like, uh, okay, like just fo- just follow me. Like I'll go, go in my truck and you can follow me in yours. And Jack's like, no, <laughs> you're gonna ditch me. Yeah. Get in my truck. <laughs> So they drive to the airport, and Wang is super cute about Mao Yen. He is. He is just so in he, love. He's it's so, so freaking in love with this girl. It's adorable. Yeah. I really wish we got a little bit more personality for Mao Yen in this, because she's just she's a MacGuffin more than anything. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but still. Um, Wang claims that he couldn't cut the bottle earlier because his mind is so divided, because he's worried about, you know, marrying Mao Yen and taking care of his restaurant and everything. So that's why he, he couldn't cut the bottle. He blames it yeah, on Yeah, his, his, his balance was all yeah not balanced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then while they're at the airport, Jack sees Gracie Law, played by Kim Cattrall, um, and notices that she has green eyes, just like Wang's fiancé. 
does he say that she has green eyes in this scene? Well, um, Wang mentions that like she's got the greenest eyes, uh, oh. and Jack's like, yeah, she does, and he's looking right at oh, Gracie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought it was hilarious because like they go to this ran they, they go to the airport, uh-huh. and Jack just looks over and sees this random woman and is like, hey, Wang, who's that? Yeah. How the fuck should he know? <laughs> well, apparently he does. So. I know. That's just what it's like. When I was watching this, it's like, why the fuck would he know who that is? I don't yeah. go to the airport and just be like, oh, yeah, I know who all these people are. Right, right. Just because they, like, <laughs> I guess because she's waiting from the plane from, for, on the plane for China, from China. Yeah. Which, come on, Jack, that's a little insensitive. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently, and this is something you wouldn't know from watching the movie, Gracie is supposed to be half Chinese. Sure she is. <laughs> Which is why Lopan's prophecy works. Oh, uh, okay. I was wondering about and that. And all the other characters are just like, yeah, you know, they just don't mention it because she is. Right. It's just a, it's, it, it's, a, everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> when in actuality, Kim Cattrall is Canadian American. <laughs> oh, duped again. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jack goes to hit on Gracie uh, when in the middle of it, they are bumped by gang members uh, from the Lords of Death. A notable Chinatown gang. And this is where... We get a man with extremely cool sunglasses? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> all, all three of these men are wearing some choice... Uh, yeah. <laughs> some choice specs. But that dude but... with the slits. <laughs> is yeah, the one I... <laughs> um, no, it's it's the name drops. Like, yeah. I have trouble... Like, I mean, I'm an American white dude. Poor, poorly educated American white dude. When you start, like, when they start dumping all of these foreign names, it, I start getting so lost. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Lords of Death. Okay. We're, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on track here. Yeah. And then, like, the next scene, they start talking about all these different factions. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm lost. Who the hell are they? Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, so, Jack goes to pick a fight with the Lords of Death. But uh, Gracie convinces him to kind of back off. And then he turns to look at Wang, looks back, and Gracie's gone, and there's an old Chinese lady there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gracie is there to pick up her friend Tara, who has apparently come from a different movie. <laughs> that happened off screen. That happened off screen, and, like, we see her, what, we see her like, once. Once, once more, and then that's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very baffling. Maybe she's in between movies at Yeah, this point. I don't know... <laughs> Why Tara is here? <laughs> she had to have a reason to be here. Apparently. And this, and, <laughs> or point. excuse me, excuse me. Um, Yeah, uh, Gracie had to have a reason to be right, here. Yeah. And Tara is that reason. And Gracie mentions that she, like, brought Tara over for humanitarian reasons. <laughs> so I, I have no idea what happened. Like, I really don't. Tara is such an unfortunately minor character that on TV tropes, she doesn't get a character, like, brief. <laughs> nothing. There's She's nothing. Not, She's not even, even mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's weird. You would think that there'd be a trope for that type of character. But... Yeah, she's not even mentioned. Wow. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, here is kind of the whole situation because it moves very fast and there's a lot going on in here. And this is why one of the reasons I got lost. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we have Jack who is hitting on Gracie. Gracie is looking for Tara. Wang is looking for Meow. And the Lords of Death are also looking for a girl to kidnap. Okay. So they're all kind of bumping into each other. The mm -hmm. Lords of Death kidnap uh, Meow, stick her in a trunk. See, that's where I was confused, too, because, like, Gracie would very much... It, it seems like Gracie knows that the Lords of Death are there for Tara. Right. But the Lords of Death 
Are, were like were the Lords of the Death there specifically for Tara, or were they there specifically for a, a Chinese girl with green eyes, I, or well, like the Lords of Death kind of like vanish from the movie at one point? Right. I think their whole deal is they're capturing women to sell to the White Tiger. Okay. The yeah. Brothel. Yeah. The brothel. That that would make a little bit so more they're, sense. They're looking for people who have come in from China mm-hmm. so that they can kidnap them and sell them to the brothel. Oh, okay, that's right. And because then the uh, the 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 three um, what are they called? Um, the, the the storms. The storms. Uh huh. Because the storms go in. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, is there's a lot of information, and because we are in Jack's position, we don't get the whole story. Yeah, we have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. I'm pieced in. I've pieced yeah. it together. Thank you. No problem. I'm here to help. But yeah, so the lords uh, stick Meow in the trunk of their car and then try to run over Jack and Wang in their getaway vehicle. Jack swears vengeance and the two chase after them in the uh, Pork Chop Express. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wang and Jack talk a little bit about who Gracie is. It seems like she's a local lawyer who's kind of notorious. <laughs> yeah, so apparently he didn't know her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then we cut to Egg uh, driving his tourist bus around t- Chinatown and kind of giving the history of the area. Woo, Victor! Woo! Yeah, yeah. He's Victor Long, love you. So great. <laughs> uh, Jack turns down a one-way road and about runs Egg over. <laughs> and his entire bus full of tourists. <laughs> Jack doesn't give two shits. No. Jack drives like I do in any open-world video game. <laughs> like, this is exactly how I drive when I was playing the new Saints Row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's because Jack also thinks he's the protagonist. Exactly, yes. <laughs> uh, Wang has Jack turn down a alleyway where the Pork Chop Express gets kind of stuck. Um, and people are acting very suspicious in this area. There's a funeral coming by, and uh, Wang says that they are members of the the Changsheng. That's, that's the good Yang. Okay, yeah, and this is where the name started going. Like, right, yes. I, I Okay. Uh, and Wang says, it's okay, they're good guys. Like, yeah, yeah. Good guys. And they're giving a funeral for one of their leaders. Mm-hmm. And then the... Uh, their rivals. Their rivals, the Wing Kong, pops out of the woodwork yeah. and begin threatening the the uh, the Changsing with various weapons and a brawl ensues. Yeah, my favorite is the guy with the fucking meat cleaver. That dude's amazing. <laughs> The Wing Kong has some intimidating guys in there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so, yeah, the Wing Kong shoot up the uh, the Changsing funeral. They draw their own guns and begin firing back. <laughs> and Jack and Wang are stuck in the middle, and Wang is telling Jack to, like, not even breathe. <laughs> yeah, you just, just let this happen. <laughs> just let this... This is happening right now. We're stuck in the middle of it. Just yeah, keep silent. And uh-huh. maybe they'll forget we're here <laughs> in this semi-truck. <laughs> uh, more Changsing members. These ones dressed in black, so they are kind of confused with the the Wang Kong, like, jump out of the buildings and begin fighting the Wing Kong, so we have a lot of... There's a lot going there's on. There's a lot of violence right now. <laughs> uh, they just turn each other and begin beating the ever-living hell out of each other. One guy gets stabbed directly in the dick. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, he does. Like a machete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ex- an explosion goes off, and Raiden from Mortal Kombat comes down from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, he does. This is one of the three storms. Uh, they are lightning, thunder, and rain. Um, they are pretty much interchangeable, unfortunately. Yeah, they are. But they are, they're elite mini-boss guys. Yeah. They have magical storm powers. And, and, uh, they are the direct inspiration for Raiden, Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, yes, very much so. Down to the hat and the lightning powers and... Yeah. Being physical gods and... 
uh, and in addition, uh, Lo Pan is the inspiration for Shang Tsung in that in that series. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. So there's a, there's a lot of Big Trouble's DNA in in Mortal Kombat. Okay, that's interesting. Yep. Uh, and like as soon as the storms appear, things start going south really fast. Uh, Jack floors the Pork Shop Express and tries to run them over. Lo Pan just kind of materializes. Jack thinks he's flattened this dude, but he's still standing there like laughing like a madman. <laughs> And then Lopan begins shooting laser beams out of his eyes and mouth. <laughs> yeah. Which blinds Jack. Yeah, Wang, Wang yells at him like, don't look! He's like, I already did! <laughs> Too late! <laughs> uh, Jack and Wang retreat from the uh, Porkchop Express, using some water in like a puddle to kind of wash out Jack's eyes so that maybe he can see again. Oh, God. Like, I... They, like, I <laughs> That water can't be clean. That's no, got to be bad. A, but Jack is just like, yep, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. It's got to be better than what's going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, but then they run into the Lords of Death who are looking for Wang for some reason. <laughs> yeah, why? I don't know. <laughs> uh, While the three storms uh, polish off what's left of the uh, Shang Tsung. And then uh, Jack and Wang run away from the Lords retreating into a building. Jack wants to call the trucks, or the, call the trucks, wants to call the cops so that he can get his truck back. But Wang says that the uh, cops won't show up for this. They're not going to yeah. show up in this area. Because they don't want to die. They don't want to die, yeah. We cut, and, then there, and there's a random dude in the basement. It's like, um, uh, like a member of the Shang Tsung. Yeah. And it's just so weird. He, he's just kind of there and <laughs> then he gets killed by a storm. <laughs> Uh, they cut back to Wang's restaurant where Jack is arguing with his insurers about the truck. Yeah, uh huh. And they don't seem to have his policy on record. No, that that was this, that, that conversation is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And Jack is just immensely confused about everything that's going on. <laughs> like, he does not want anything to do with this bullshit. He's pretty sure he ran over a guy, and then the guy was, you know, there. Um. Wang's Uncle Shu is very concerned about Lopan appearing because apparently he never goes out of his building and he's very reclusive and, like, mysterious. Uh, and then Eddie Lee, the new maitre d' at the restaurant, shows up. Because <laughs> yep. we need more characters. We need more characters. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Uh, and Eddie is, like, a fount of knowledge about what's going on in Chinatown. Uh, he tells Jack that the Lord stole his truck, so now... He has a reason to go after the Lords, and from there, the uh, Wang Kong, or mm -hmm. Wing Kong, excuse me. Uh, Eddie just vomits a bunch of info about what's going on, about why the Lords kidnapped Meow, because apparently they were out joyriding, and they needed to kidnap just any girl, and they were going to go for Tara, but they got Meow instead. Okay, see, I missed that. Yeah. I missed that completely. And then Gracie Law shows up and tells everyone she's Gracie Law. Yeah, that's <laughs> this is where I kind of <laughs> latched on to, because, yeah, she just, she just jumps in and... She just, she walks in and just. Don't panic. It's only me, Gracie Law. <laughs> what? Like apparently she's a fixture in this area. Everyone knows her. She's a little notorious. Um, and then Eddie introduces us to a running joke in this movie: the concept of very specific hells. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the hell of being cut to pieces in this. <laughs> in this instance. In this yeah. instance. Yeah. And this is something that runs through, like, even the comic books. Like, there are a lot of very, very specific hells. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
we get some info dump from Gracie this time that the Lords so sold Meow to the White Tigers, who are a brothel in the area, uh, which gives us another faction that we have to worry another about. Another gang, yep. <laughs> and Gracie says, okay, we can't just go and punch our way in there because they'll kill us. They know me. Uh, why don't you just go buy Meow? Like, <laughs> okay. go buy her. Yeah, yeah. Because that, mm, yep, okay. Yeah. Jack is concerned that, you know, about running over Lopan and that the dude was still standing afterwards. Uh, and Uncle Chu tells us that Lopan's flesh and bones were atomized, leaving him as a dream. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the immortals, his flesh and his bones are atomized. He becomes a dream. What? Uh, Jack goes to the White Tiger to pay for Meow, wearing an extremely goofy disguise and acting like a complete dork. Yeah, they, they specifically want somebody who's a, who can be the doofus. And right. I'll just kind of look at him and I'll just slap some glasses on him and boom. Right, done. yeah, yeah. You just be you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's wearing like a cross-stitch suit and big old glasses and just acting like a complete nerd. Yeah, he is. Uh, Gracie Wang and Eddie are waiting in the car outside when Gracie jumps out to go talk with her reporter friend, Margot. Which was another wild... Like, they're sitting in this pouring rain, just yeah. kind of in there, and she's just like, I'll be right back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I think I, I think I know that person in the car. I'll be right back. And she gets out and is like, what? <laughs> Who does that? Yeah. Uh, inside the brothel, uh, Jack is looking through their catalog of girls, <laughs> and he drops that he is looking for a girl with green eyes. When the uh, madam of the brothel tells him that, you know... There are no Chinese girls with green eyes. There are no Chinese girls with green eyes, so that's... You're being stupid. Uh, Wang in the car is getting really antsy about wanting to rush in. Jack's been too long, and Eddie has to tell him, like, Dude, it's been five minutes. Chill. (laughs) Uh, Jack is with another girl, kind of trying to get some information out of her about this whole operation, when the building explodes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, customers and girls start running out as the storms enter through the building. Jack punches one in the face, who I think is supposed to be thunder or uh, lightning, but I'm not 100% sure on that because, like I said, they are all pretty interchangeable at this point. They they are, and I didn't even start pinpointing their names until much later in the movie, so right, yeah, I, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, but he gets the, cat, the crap kicked out of him and goes flying across the room while the other two storms kidnap Meow and they leave. Wang, and Gracie, and Eddie rush the building. I think Margo's there at this point, too. I don't know. I don't remember what... I, I don't remember. Yeah. So they retrieve Jack from getting the crap kicked out kicked out of him and retreat to Gracie's office and her apartment. Uh, we get a great big honking info dump at this point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> more, more of this. The gist, the gist of which is that uh, Lopan is disguised as David Lopan, legitimate <laughs> businessman. Ingenious. <laughs> Uh, who is the owner of the uh, Wing Kong Exchange Imports and Exports Company? That is a front for his dealings, both legitimate, illegitimate, and magical. <laughs> <laughs> and that meow has been taken to him. Jack is very confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. Wang wants to storm the exchange and rescue meow, uh, but they kind of talk him down from that. We see that Tara is staying with Gracie. And she's yeah, she's like just go into the other room and be quiet, and then and then, and then she Tara does, does. yeah, and we never it. see her again. <laughs> um, they also is I think this is also where they're they're mentioning how like 
David Lopan has never been seen. Yeah, Actually, that never... may have been earlier in the movie. Like, nobody knows... It's recapped he... here, where, like, nobody knows what he looks like. Because he never leaves his office, he's super mysterious. People mm-hmm. question if he's actually a person. Yeah, you know? even though even though Wang identified him. Yeah, yeah. Already, I don't know, but it, whatever. Yeah. That's not the that's not the important no. part. Uh, we get a recap of, or not a recap, but like a restatement that Gracie can't go to the exchange because they know her face, and if they see her face, they'll punch it in. So Jack tells her that she can't help them because there's a problem with her face. <laughs> I go with you. Buddy. I know there's a problem with your face. What shows that Jack is paying attention to what the other characters are saying. He's just so far out of his depth that it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack and Wang head over to the Wing Kong Exchange, pretending to be from the phone company. Which, which you can tell because Jack, Jack is, is carrying just a, a rotary phone. Yeah, yes. he's just carrying around a phone, <laughs> which is goddamn hilarious. I guess that was a joke that Kurt Russell thought of. <laughs> And I was just like, this, like, just let me do this. It'd be hilarious. And it was. It was. It truly, truly yeah. was. Um, they, so they travel through the exchange, uh, encountering another very specific hell, the hell of boiling oil. <laughs> uh, while Egg is at, has emerged at the restaurant and is doing some fortune telling with Uncle Shu to kind of predict what's going to go on in the movie. Yeah. Because apparently Egg knows these guys too. Yeah. Everybody knows. The, everyone knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Except Jack. <laughs> uh, Jack and Wang find a hidden passage in the warehouse of the exchange, which leads to an elevator that locks them in and begins filling with water. Yeah, it begins flooding. Yep. Uh, they manage to kick out a grate and escape through it, um, swimming through a <laughs> into flooded... The, into the corpse room. A, a room full of corpses that are chained upside down, because this is the hell of upside down sinners. <laughs> Uh, as soon as they emerge from the flooded room, they are captured by the storms and taken to Lopan. Uh, after one of the storms, like, takes a ball and blows on it, and it punches Jack in the gut. <laughs> that that was so goddamn funny. They're a little tortured. <laughs> They're tortured. They pow right into his tummy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a few other of those balls laying around. So right, they've the done, done it before. Done yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I like how they keep they like chain them into wheelchairs and push uh-huh. them around. They don't like frog marked them or pick them up or anything like that. They put them in wheelchairs. Well, that's easier. And there's a lot of slopes in this place. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of rants. This place is very wheelchair accessible. <laughs> or wheelchair deadly, as we'll find out. <laughs> and it makes sense that there are wheelchairs around because as we see David Lopan, he is extremely ancient and decrepit and, like, can't walk. Yeah, it's it's James Wong and... Uh... In just a ton of makeup. A ton of old man makeup, yeah. Mm-hmm. He turns into a puppet at one point. It's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he has to do that in order to become Lopan. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Lopan is questioning Wang and Jack about Meow and, like, wants to know a lot of stuff about her. Jack is very confused, upon which uh, Lopan tells him that he was not brought upon this earth to get it. <laughs> And then uh, Jack and Wang are taken to another hell. The hell where people are skinned alive. (laughs) And there are corpses in here that have been skinned alive. Or they're not alive anymore because they're corpses. But we assume that they were skinned alive and not skinned after death. Because this is the hell where people were skinned alive. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lopan needs to marry a Chinese woman with green eyes to regain his true form. To become young and vital again instead of an 
insanely ancient man who like can't do anything. But if he doesn't sacrifice a woman, sacrifice that same woman, he won't retain his powers. He's in debt to two different deities. Yeah, yeah. One is a ancient Chinese emperor who cursed him, and the other is the demon who gave him his powers. Right. So he needs to marry a woman to get rid of the curse, and then sacrifice the woman to appease the demon and get his power or keep his powers. Yeah. So that's what's going on here. I actually, I was actually um like I I got that I well, got you know. that one throughout this movie <laughs> while watching this movie yeah. it didn't go over my head. Uh, Gracie, Margot, and Eddie show up looking for Wang and Jack. Um, and Lopan tells us that the fact that they have come looking for them pisses him off to no end. <laughs> Which is a line that was improvised by James Wong. For <laughs> nice. James Wong, yes. Nice. Who are these people? Friends of yours, huh? Now, this really pisses me off to no end. Uh, then Jack and Wang are wheeled off to hell. The hell where people are skinned alive. Yeah, of course. Uh, Jack wobbles his wheelchair over, knocks himself flat, and then manages to get himself untied from the wheelchair, and also unties Wang, so they can kind of play possum for their captors. Uh, one of the Storms, who is in disguise as a legitimate businessman... I think this guy is Thunder. I think so, I'm not because he inflates at one point, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's him. And that's kind of Thunder's every, thing. Everybody knows that Thunder inflates. Like, that's, yeah, that's the only <laughs> yep. thing I know about him. Um, and he, like, offers to give the rescuers a tour of the, the Wing Kong, because that's kind of their covers that they're here for a tour for a story that Margo's writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but instead they all get gassed in an elevator. <laughs> and, um, the storm drops Eddie off with Jack and Wang, but then Jack jumps out of his chair and puts him in a stranglehold, <laughs> which does absolutely nothing to the storm. Well, it's really funny because he's just like, he immediately holds his knife up and he's just like, I got you. And he's just like, what? <laughs> the storm yeah. hits him. He's like, oh, okay. I don't got you. <laughs> yeah, I don't got you. And then, and then he tries again. He does, he, he does it better the second time. But and, yeah, but then the storm starts inflating. As you do. And as thunder do. Yeah. Uh, which pushes Jack off into a wheelchair and he goes rolling down that ramp. <laughs> <laughs> and he almost falls into a pit that has a fan in the no, it was water. It was, was a, water? it was a well. Okay. It was okay. like a well. It looked like there was a fan at the bottom of it, but no, that makes much more sense. Yeah. But he uses his mighty muscles and flexes his way back over and then just <laughs> to save himself before uh, falling into this pit. Then uh, the three of them rush off to save the girls who are captured. Lopan separates his soul from his body, which is apparently a thing he can do. And well, that's, that's when he turns into a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> he turns into a puppet in order to do... And glows. Yeah, and glows. And that's how he can, yeah. yeah. This this is his atomized body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The heroes fight more of the Wing Kong. There's a lot of fighting, just lots of fighting. And Margot is writing her report about this whole incident from inside her cell, proving that she is, or she has journalistic integrity. I guess. I, I guess. I don't know what she's really doing here. Neither do I. Um, she's there as a love interest for Eddie. Yeah. Who's there <laughs> as a exposition dump for the? Uh, oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Um, to get into, like, the jail area of the Wing Kong, because <laughs> they have a jail, <laughs> Wang takes Eddie hostage and is like, I'm going to kill this dude. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the Wing Kong's like, okay, sure. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jack is shimmying along the bottom of the bridge. Um, the bluff does not work. Um, Wang threatens another very specific hell, the hell of the horny dragon. <laughs> 
Which which one is that though? What is that? What it shows up in the comics? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's where you are cursed to forever oil up a very horny dragon. Okay, um, I know there's a lot of people out there that'd be very into that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, Jack Russell. I'm not. Oh. I'm not saying anything. How do you get into this house? <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> I, I, no, don't make any inferences. I'm just wondering for a friend. <laughs> Is the friend Matt? No, you don't know him. <laughs> his name's Matt. <laughs> his, name is, his name is also Matt, but it's not me. It's spelled different. <laughs> One T. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jack rushes off to save the girls, but doesn't know how to get them out of their cages. <laughs> So he settles for just shooting the locks off with the Zuzi. He, he shoots off, like, one lock, and it unlocks it, every all, all yeah. of them. <laughs> it's a load-bearing lock. <laughs> Meanwhile, Eddie and Wang are just fighting up a storm with those Wing Kong guards. Uh, then everyone jumps down a sewer pipe to escape. Goodbye. Jack and Gracie share a wet sewery kiss. Oh, God. It, there's, a, there's a line read that they're like... They're they're going through the sewer. Uh-huh. And Um Jack hits on her yeah. by saying, Stop rubbing your body against mine, it's very distracting. And she says, I'm not gonna be able to do this line justice, but she says, Oh, you couldn't pay me for I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> You just stop rubbing your body up against mine because I can't concentrate when you do that. I hate you, Arthur. I mean, really? What? <laughs> Kim Cattrall is doing a masterclass of acting in this movie. <laughs> but yeah, we are now in the sewer level, which is, as everyone knows, the worst part of any video game. Uh-huh. Uh, but luckily, they're not there very long because they climb up a ladder and are back in the Wing Kong warehouse, which is good. <laughs> yep. But then Jack opens a door and finds the Wing Kong, which is bad. <laughs> and he, he he shuts the door yeah. and then very loudly yells at everybody behind him to hide. Hide quick. Just go, go and hide. They only saw me. And they'll 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 think that I'm just yelling at this, this yeah. to myself. They're telling myself to hide because they only saw me. It's ingenious. Go. Yep. <laughs> Um, when the Wing Kong, uh, or Wing Kong opened the door to the warehouse, Jack just shoots them. But there are more Wing Kong than he has bullets. <laughs> so he's in trouble. Uh, so it's up to Wang to fight them. While Eddie protects the girls, I guess. He's just kind of off camera at this point. Uh, they rush out of the warehouse, running into Egg's bus. But are watched by a, uh, a Shira statue. Yeah. That has big ol' eyes. It's creepy. <laughs> uh, Gracie stops to look at it because it's, you know, staring at her. And then a big ol' hairy hand busts out of it and grabs her. And here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where like, things start getting bananas. Yeah, this, to me, is the dividing line of this movie. Like, up until this point, it's been kind of a nutso-ride, but... Right, yeah. It's mostly just been confusion. Yeah. From here, it's just like, alright, let's get real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wing Kong security guards shoot up... Uh, Egg's bus and they make their escape but they realize that Gracie isn't with them and they didn't accomplish their goal of rescuing Meow. <laughs> yeah, I they did that, nothing. I realized that They too. did nothing. Well, no, they saved a bunch they of girls. Saved, they saved the other girls. This is true. They saved a bunch of girls. But they didn't accomplish anything that they actually went there for. No, no, they did. <laughs> they did go in to, to, to save one specific girl, not save her, 
and lost and instead another. lose another one. <laughs> right, yes. And they got tortured for a bit, so that's not fun. You know. Uh, but it looks like uh, Gracie has been captured by some sort of horrible troll demon thing with a big old jaw. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, now we're dealing with monsters. Yeah. Uh, the demon chains Gracie up so that she can be served to Lopan, I guess, as lunch, whatever. Uh, and then we get a gear-up sequence in the restaurant from Wang and Jack. Uh, Egg shows up with the like few remaining Shang Tsung and tries to give Jack a big fuck off revolver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you want he's like, he's like you could be you could pretend to be Dirty Harry. <laughs> yeah, because remember Clint Eastwood was supposed to be Jack. Uh huh. But Jack refuses the gun, so just some random Shang Tsung guy gets it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Use it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Egg and the Chang Sing go with Jack and Wang back to the Wing Kong, while Margot stays with Eddie and Shu at the restaurant. Fuck, there are a lot of characters in this movie. There are so many people. <laughs> there are so many characters. <laughs> uh, Gracie is held with the comatose Meow while they are both menaced by Lopan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lopan hypnotizes Gracie. He, he does his eye and mouth yeah. Light, light show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the heroes go to Egg's hideout where he has his magical equipment. Because in addition to a bus driver, he's a powerful sorcerer. Yeah, he is. I, I believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I believe that Victor, Victor Wong, Wong is an yeah, actual sorcerer. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then puts a spell on me. Sure thing, man. Uh, but Egg also has like a secret passage down a fireman's pole. That leads to the underground of Chinatown that he also implies is its own dimension. <laughs> so it's, yeah, they get down there and they're in just these ancient weird caves. Uh, back at Lopan's house, uh, he has the Storms perform a floor show for him. <laughs> <laughs> While the mesmerized Gracie and Meow watch. Apparently part of the ritual to get Lopan back in his flesh is that the girl he marries has to be unafraid of naked steel. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. He mentions that, yeah, when he's when he's menacing them. And he's like, you have to be unafraid of naked steel. So he has the, the storms, like, perform and, like, get blows, like, really close to him. Except for that first guy who just kind of swings his little stabby things and slowly kicks his way down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Our heroes cross a bridge through the cave. And Jack mentions that the water that's flowing in there is not water. Like, uh, yeah, this this is that water ain't water. Or yeah, yeah. And it turns out that that is the black blood of the earth. That is not water. Black blood of the earth. What you mean, oil? I mean black blood of the earth. <laughs> Such a good, I love it. <laughs> Egg is so done with Jack. It's so funny. It's, it's so fucking funny. I he offered it. him this big fuck off gun to appease him. Just like, here, you're some sort of American weirdo. You'll like this big gun. And Jack was like, no. And then Egg is just done with him. At yeah. This point. <laughs> he tried to give him a toy so he could so he could be happy. Yeah, and so it didn't he be work. distracted. Yeah. Tried to jangle the keys. <laughs> Uh, one of the storms has a pair of long swords and, like, starts swinging them down the hallway like he's using a Muso attack in one of the Dynasty Warriors games. Uh, and they... Lopan, like, 
levitates the girls while they hold on to the swords and they go up to the ceiling and this completes the ritual yeah they're, 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 they, did <laughs> they did it they did it they did, the, they did the thing yeah uh and lopan says that he is going to marry both of them keeping one alive and sacrificing the other so that he can have his cake and murder Eat it too yep uh a fucking monster pops out of a tunnel and just eats one of the shang sing uh, but then Egg explodes it. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> Does he explode it? Well, he explodes just, around it. He puts a little bit of fire at the entrance. And, and then he just... tells it it's not coming back anymore. Anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then Jack has to question, like, what's come? What's not coming back? <laughs> Jack is having a meltdown. He's, he's not doing well. <laughs> uh, the girls are prepared for their wedding and... Gracie seems to recover from her transfer moment, but then For one of the storm- some reason, yeah, then one of the storms like summons some lightning at her, and that puts her back under. So that was pointless. <laughs> yep, sure was. Our heroes land in a bunch of fish. Ew, <laughs> ew, ew. And then one just bites the head off of it. <laughs> ew, ew. And offers it to Jack. And offers like, it to Jack later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Egg mentions that he has a potion that will help them defeat Lopan. He has a magic <laughs> potion. <laughs> And then the group encounters a fucking beholder. It okay. It's not. <laughs> it's a beholder. It's it's a fucking it's a fucked up beholder. Yeah. Well. It's, it's it's eye stocks didn't come in fully. No. Um. And well, and <laughs> just... it's a gross little eyeball monster with eyeballs all over the place. Yeah. It floats and it's linked to Lopan so that he can see whatever it sees. It screams and its mouth is also an eyeball. <laughs> This little guy is awesome. Yeah. Jack tries to shoot it, but it doesn't work. <laughs> but it was worth a try. Uh, and then Egg mixes up his potion, and the group takes it. And Jack asks, what's in this? <laughs> Wind, fire, all that kind of thing. <laughs> no, that is Egg's six demon bag. Oh, excuse me. He, that's one of his other tools. Oh, okay. The potion is something that will help them uh, right. see what no man can see and do what no man can do. Okay. All this potion seems to do is get them really buzzed. So I'm pretty sure Egg just got him drunk. Maybe. Before sending him down this elevator. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Lopan is invincible until he is married and becomes flesh again. So I'm not sure why he really wants to do that. I don't know. I don't understand this part of his plan. But he's real hyped for it. Yeah. Uh, he jabs Meow with the needle of love. <laughs> uh, which joins them and begins returning him to flesh. He's going to do this several times over the next few minutes. It's very uncomfortable. It is. Uh, our beholder friend sees the heroes come into Lopan's lair, <laughs> which signals the it's the, it's time for the fight. It's fight time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Everybody lets out their, their battle cries. Yeah, which snaps Gracie out of her trance. Yay. Jack then shoots the ceiling with the Zuzi, calling some mason, causing some masonry to just conk him on the head and knock him flat. <laughs> This is Kurt Russell's favorite scene in the movie. It's one of mine, too. Yeah. The the shot of Jack laying unconscious yes. on the floor while everything else starts happening is incredible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kurt loves that scene, and, like, apparently if you bring that up to him when you're interviewing him, he'll, like, he loves it. That's, that's so one of the favorite scenes he's ever done. <laughs> that's hilarious. But, I mean, that, that, that also kind of speaks to his character, Yeah, too. it's like, a very funny scene. The timing is perfect on it uh-huh and the expressions on kurt russell's face as he get knocked out are, are great it's it's really good yeah. uh gracie shoves one of her guards off of the bridge um while lopan pierces me out some more with the crazy needle thing and then he shoves her off the bridge he shoves her off the bridge uh wang is fighting with the storms 
one of the storms grabs Jack's Uzi and blows it the fuck up. Just punches it to smithereens. Yeah, it's pretty great. Jack is has regained consciousness at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Egg has little like gems that he throws like grenades and explode people. Uh, Jack ends up cornered by one of the big armored guards, and we think Jack is probably, you know doomed well he's, he's trying to get his knife out of his boot because he has yeah. a, he has a boot <laughs> he either has he yeah. has a, a knife in his boot constantly or a lot of knives in his boots it's yeah. unclear yeah but then the armored guard like stabs itself on the knife while jack is struggling yeah because it's somehow i guess it like poked down through the sheath or something i, I, no I don't know but uh but the guard is heavy enough in its armor that jack is pinned for the rest <laughs> of this fight <laughs> because jack is the comedic relief yeah jack is not the hero <laughs> no uh, Lopan and Egg have a beam struggle, like it's fucking Dragon Ball. Yeah, no, they they freaking have a they, <laughs> it's not, they have a freaking arcade fight with beams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially Lopan because he's like working the thumbs. He's yeah, got some like, thumb action yeah, going he's, on. He's got, he crosses his fingers or something. Yeah, and then he starts wiggling his thumbs like he's actually playing an arcade. Yeah, well, Egg is just shooting a beam. At him. Yeah, like this was very this is very spaceballs, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But the beams visualize as two dueling swordsmen, <laughs> which is wild. Uh, Lopan apparently wins this fight, I guess. Sure. It stops anyway. He did the thumb thing and... And, uh, and, and Egg didn't. And Egg didn't, yeah. yeah. Egg, you gotta commit, man. Yeah. You gotta, like... <laughs> you, Egg, you know that when you move the controller, it helps you move in the oh, game God faster, it. right? I hate that. <laughs> I hate that shit. Um... Lopan grabs Meow and retreats to his inner sanctum while the storms cover his escape. Uh, Wang fights one to death and does like a cool running up the wall trick. That's pretty rad. Yeah, there's a lot of just like jumping and there's a lot sword of sword cool... fighting in the air yeah. between Wang cool and one of the storms. In this, yeah. <laughs> pretty rad. Um, Egg blows up like the stat a statue that's in there, which reveals a hidden elevator. Uh, Jack is momentarily grappled by the hairy demon thing, which is also there. <laughs> uh, and then Jack and Gracie take the elevator to Lopan's office, making off in the middle, making out in the middle of it. Yay. Yay. Which means that Jack has to do this climatic fight with smeared lipstick on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so horrendously distracting. I know that's the point, uh -huh. but oh my God. <laughs> uh... Jax tries to square off with the storm while Wang appears, and I don't know how he got up there, but he did. And he fights one of the storm the other uh, storm. And then Jack throws his knife at Lopan, which misses. Yes, he does. Because he tried to hit Lopan. Oh, it was an intentional thing. Yep. He tried to hit Lopan. Then Lopan like picks up the knife and is like, oh, this is a really fucking cool knife. Toodles and throws it at Jack. Jack using his reflexes, catches it and throws it right back at him, which lands in his skull and kills Lopan dead. That's <laughs> so unceremonious. It very much is, yeah. And I, had a, I, again, had a false memory of this not being Lopan's final moment. Like, I had a false memory of him coming back more powerful than before. Mm -mm. No, he's dead. No, he's super he's dead. He's fucking yeah. dead. This is it. <laughs> yeah. In the comics, he does come back. Okay. But he is in the hell of people who were killed by idiots. The punishment of which is a demon spanks you on the ass, and you have to tell everyone else who is in this hell how you died. That's forever. Incredible. Wang is still fighting the storm and trashing uh, Lopan's office as they kind of run back and forth in a Scooby-Doo moment. <laughs> uh, but then the storm, who is 
Thunder? This is Thunder. This is Thunder. Okay. This is Thunder, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees that Lopan is dead and kind of loses hope about, like, life. Just everything, I yeah. Guess. He gets pissed. He gets really pissed. So he begins to inflate. As you do. As you do. Uh, and then he overinflates. Uh-huh. And explodes. <laughs> and was filled with salad. <laughs> he was filled with steam and then salad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the remaining storm, who I am pretty sure is lightning. I think this is lightning. Well, yeah, because he's got the lightning powers. Right. So I mean, thunder and uh, rain, rain don't do that. So yeah. yeah, rain doesn't really do much except fight. Like he just fights. Yeah, yeah. Because I think rain is the one who had the like the twirly gigs on his fingers. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I think so. I because because um, I'm pretty sure thunder is the one with the the like like the scythe things. Yeah, the, I don't know what they're called. They're, they're like modified kutar. I think. Yeah. And and then uh, and lightning is the one with the two swords. Yes. So rain has the twirly things and doesn't do a whole lot. Doesn't do a whole lot except just get his butt kicked by by Wang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thunder is here and he catches our heroes, uh, but they escape through uh, a hole in the ceiling while he is doing cool <laughs> lightning poses. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Egg appears on the floor above our heroes while they were climbing up and tells them that it wasn't easy how he got up there. Yeah. <laughs> He just completely hand-waved. Jack. Have to get up there! Wasn't easy! <laughs> and, Egg has some amazing lines yeah. in this movie. <laughs> and now he's got, like, a crossbow that has a rope into it, and he shoots the rope down a floor so that they can ride it up like an elevator. <laughs> so that's neat. Well, more like a zip line. Yeah, yeah. A vertical zip line, which is an elevator. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's... Hmm. Yeah. Am I am I incorrect? Not incorrect. <laughs> uh, the storm like continues to chase them, but right as he's getting up the hole, egg drops a statue on him, which causes him to explode. <laughs> Cause me to explode. <laughs> uh, the group continues fleeing the exchange and finds the pork chop express. Yay. So Jack finally got his truck back, yep. and they use it to escape. Egg explodes some security guards. Otherwise, they were going to shoot that truck up. They were going to shoot the pork chop express. We can't have that. Uh, police and emergency vehicles approach the exchange while the PCE drives off in the other direction. And the heroes begin their celebration at the restaurant. Yeah. While Egg sneaks off, saying that he is going to go on a long-deserved vacation. Yeah, he's been he's been waiting for, for a vacation, and he's going to finally take it. Yeah. Uh, Eddie and Margot are officially a couple. Yay for them. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Wang pays Jack triple the bet from the beginning. He deserves it, he says. Yeah. For being there. Yeah. I mean, I, to be fair, Jack didn't have a huge stake in this other than the, the truck. truck. Yeah. So, yeah. He did, like, put his life on the line for this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gracie says, like, Gracie very much implies that she wants to hook up with Jack at this point. Like, saying that he should buy a bigger truck that's got a bed in the back. Yeah, and... yeah. Room, you know, we can get a truck for a... A truck for two. two uh, yeah, a tr <laughs> truck for two. <laughs> Um, but Jack turns her down, saying that eventually he rubs everyone the wrong way and even refuses to kiss her goodbye. This is a plot point that comes up in the comics. Okay. Because um, during his opening monologue, he mentions the first ex-Mrs. Jack Burton. Okay. His first wife. Uh-huh. And uh, she, he, she was the last person that he kissed goodbye, and when he did so, she died afterwards. Oh, shit. So that's why he won't kiss anyone goodbye. What? That's darker than it needs to be. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we 
Cut to Jack driving off on the Pork Chop Express, talking on the CB, just like how he entered this movie. <laughs> say, giving a monologue about staring down the heavens and shaking the pillars of the earth. Yeah, and he does give a nod to rain, lightning, and thunder. Right, right, right. You just listen to the old Pork Chop Express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down and sheets thick as lead. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. Uh, but the hairy demon from the exchange has hitched a ride on the Pork Shop Express and we close on its big hairy arm. <laughs> it's just popping up behind yep. it, yep. And that is Big Trouble in Little China. That was... I love this movie. That was a wild ride. <laughs> Again, even even having seen it before, it's still a wild ride. There is just so much in this movie, and it's nonstop, and that is the point. Yep. <laughs> it's like a amusement park ride. It's packed. Stuff is just continually happening to you, and there's no, like, slowdown moments. Like, even the slower scenes, like, in the restaurant... Still have stuff where, like, Jack is arguing with the insurance over his truck, and they're still giving you more information about the setting. Yeah. And all the various people involved. Yeah, and that's You're why, supposed to know. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to know, and there's so much dialogue, like, there's so much exposition dump that it just, it, it washed over me and very uh -huh. little stuck on any, on all of my times viewing uh -huh. this movie. So, I was actually very excited when you said we were going to cover this one, just so that I might be able to parse it out a little bit better. <laughs> and even after watching it and trying to do my own research, I couldn't. And yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, <laughs> you you're welcome. You helped me a lot. Yeah, I, I just love this movie a lot. It's I can definitely see why it didn't land with audiences in 86. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, for one thing, it wasn't... You, you can't promote this movie without giving away the joke. Right. And, and anybody, if you do promote this movie without giving away the joke, people who go to see it aren't going to get the joke. Right. So right. they're going to think that it's a Kurt Russell action movie where he's the big hero and he's not, he's no, he's not. He's the goofy sidekick, but yep. So that's, that's this movie. That's this movie. All right. Should we cut to some move, let's, some music and then cut to the crunch mat? Is that what we should do? Let's do that. Okay. Please. <laughs> Welcome back to The Crunch. Um, Chris, uh, yeah. give us, I, I assume you're going to be doing a low pan. Yeah, yeah, I did okay. a low pan. Okay, so give us a low pan. Give us a low pan. Some fried low pan. So um, this, is this our first, like, actual magic user? Like, I believe so. Because we've, we've had creatures that have had innate spellcasting before, yeah. but we never had any sorcerers or no. mages or anything. And I, I tried to do more towards the more recent style of spellcasting monsters in right. the 80s. And I, I'm a little bit more familiar with how they do that in the stat blocks, which I very much appreciate. Now. Yeah, where instead of, like, they're a X-level spellcaster, and they have this list of spells, and they can do this many spells at this point, and so on and so forth. So instead, they have abilities that are their spells. Uh, so we have the... So yeah, the Cursed Immortal Sorcerer. He is a medium undead, any evil alignment. Uh, armor class of 16. And he's got an average of 260 hit points. 
that makes sense uh, for a uh, a sorcerer because looking here, you've got him at a challenge rating sixteen. Uh huh. So he's got slightly lower AC than average and slightly lower hit points than average, but mm -hmm. that absolutely makes sense for a sorcerer. So correct. Yes. So uh, I looked it up. I could tell you did a good job, Chris. I'm very Eat proud. My butt. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Zoom butt. So going for our stats here. <laughs> you should have threatened me to go oil up a horny dragon. <laughs> go to the hell of consuming butts. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So stat-wise, uh, our Lopan has a minus one to strength, plus zero to dex, plus two to constitution, since he is, you know, a corpse, and they're hard to beat up. Sure, sure, sure. In intelligence, a plus five, wisdom a plus two, and charisma a plus one. Yeah, this all tracks. For saving throws, he's got uh, Intelligence and Charisma. For damage resistances, uh, Lightning and Thunder. Because those are his minions. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for damage immunities, we have Necrotic, Poison, uh, Bludgeoning, Piercing, and Slashing from non-magical attacks. Okay, good. That's straight immunities. Yeah, yeah. And that, that'll help offset a little bit from the, mm -hmm. the low hit points. But again, of course, at challenge rating 16, yeah. you're not going to be hitting him with too much that is not magical. Exactly, so. but still. Uh, and then condition immunities, uh, we have charmed, exhaustion, frightened, grappled, and poisoned. Yeah. You can't grab a ghost. Can't grab an atomized man who's a dream, who's a dream. Yep. You can only fight a dream with a dream. Yep. Uh, passive perception of 12, and he speaks common. As you mentioned, he is a challenge rating 16. And now we get into his attributes. He's only got two attributes, one being uh, legendary resistances. Okay. And the other being the curse of no flesh. <laughs> A.K.A. Ghost. Yeah. Well, a sorcerer can move through uh, other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain. If it ends its space inside of an object, it takes no damage, but is moved to the nearest adjacent empty space. So it can't just occupy yep. the same space. It can move through, but it doesn't stop there. Moving. Okay. Yep. It's like a better sure. version of what the ghost does. Yeah, pretty much. And then we get into his actions, which is where the bulk of this guy's cool shit comes in. Right. That makes sense. Uh, he's got multi-attack. The sorcerer makes three attacks, but cannot choose the same attack multiple times. Okay. He has to cast three different spells. Sure. First, we have Blind. Alrighty. Uh, a creature within 30 feet that the sorcerer can see must make a DC 18 constitution saving throw or become blinded until the start of the sorcerer's next turn. Okay. Uh, cloud of Poisonous Gas. Recharges on a five or a six. All creatures within 30 feet of the sorcerer must make a DC 18 constitution saving throw, taking 27... Uh, on average, poison damage and becoming poisoned on a failed save or taking half as much damage on a success. Okay. Um, but so, but it's not a lingering cloud. It's no, just it's kind just, of like a, he it's like a wave. Yeah. Okay. He just does a big fart. Don't uh, like that, but okay. Flying daggers. All right. A ranged spell attack, plus 10 to hit. Range 30, 40 feet. Two targets. Can't pick the same target twice. On hit, 17 uh, on average piercing damage. All right. Hypnosis. A creature within 60 feet that the sorcerer can see must make a DC 18 wisdom saving throw or become charmed by the sorcerer. Okay. Uh, shield. The sorcerer oh. gains a plus two to its AC until the start of its next turn. Um, what? I would put that in reactions. Okay. Because shield, the, the spell, the shield spell, which does exactly that, is a reaction. Yeah. So that's that's my only note on that. Okay. But. Uh, sorceress beam. A ranged spell attack, plus 10 to hit, uh, range 40, 60 feet, one target, on hit, 27 on average necrotic damage, and 27 on average slashing damage, because it's Ooh. a swordsman. Ah, okay. 
and then summon minions. The sorcerer summons three demons of challenge rating one or lower in empty spaces within 60 feet. Okay. Wow. So, so he summons yeah. little dudes. So he can do quite a bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got he a lot of options. Yeah, he's got a lot of options, but he just can't do two. He can't do the same thing twice in a turn. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and move that into reactions, if you don't mind. Okay. Because otherwise, it's literally nerfing shield. So. Okay. But he does have a other reaction that was already there. He can have two reactions. Okay. He can, he can and this one is the one he's going to do then. <laughs> oh, fine. It's almost like I knew what I was doing, oh, Matt. He did. <laughs> You didn't say that. No, you because you wouldn't let me. Okay. <laughs> Reactions. Dismiss. The sorcerer causes one attack against it to miss. I guess he might want to do that more often. <laughs> <laughs> Will you trust me? No. I know you won't. <laughs> You're a control freak. I am. Okay, legendary actions. The monster mm-hmm. can take three legendary actions, choosing from the options below so-and-so, but there's only one. Oh, okay. Uh, Spellmaster, the sorcerer uses its flying daggers attack against a creature that it has not already targeted with that attack this round. So he has to spread the love. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So he just throws a bunch of daggers around. <laughs> but he does it a lot. Yep. <laughs> I originally had it so that he could tar- either use it, the flying daggers or the sorcerer's beam. That got a little too wordy in the legendary action there. So I just decided to parse it down to just this one. Okay. Hey, that works. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Um... Yeah, Chris, I like him. Like, I was trying to scrutinize you pretty hard, and you got me on, on the one that I tried to get you uh-huh. on. Otherwise, you did a good job. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good job. <laughs> um, what I ended up doing was, um, in addition to just what he does in the movie, I went to the Villains Wiki blog and looked him up and was like, "All here's all the stuff that he can do. Right. And I just put all that in That's here. That's a very good way of uh-huh. like handling it, especially especially when... Um, I know that we've kind of, <laughs> we, we initially said in our first episode that we wanted to only rely on the stuff we see in the mm-hmm. movie, but obviously we've, we've gone way past that. And so checking the wiki is a, uh-huh. it's a good call. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that kind of helps flesh out some of the monsters that don't get quite as much screen time as and also might because, allow. Like, <laughs> he's, his powers are kind of nebulous and weird. Like they are, they are. He's described as a sorcerer, but he very rarely casts actual spells. Well, we don't see like, him do a huge amount in the movie other than, like, the light beams from his mouth. He does the light mouth. beam. He hypnotizes Gracie. But, but that's the light beams. Yeah, yeah. So, but before, the same light beam blinded Jack. I know. And then he, um, like, has a beam struggle with Egg. Yeah, like, that's not a lot to go off of. Yeah. Not enough of it. Uh, not enough to go off of to make an interesting stat block. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's like, no, he can also, he also can, like, do shields. He can... Like, breathe gas, which is something else that uh, I guess one of the thunders or one of the storms does later to like gas everybody. And then, he, oh, so the gas came out of thunder? I guess I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, it makes sense considering that he's <laughs> well, he didn't like in flights and stuff. Oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I think that's what that's implied. I didn't catch that, but okay. Yeah. And then also he's described as like being a demon, a master of demons. So he can summon demons and control them. All right. So yeah, I mean, that's that makes sense. He has demons in there. Yeah, he's got the beholder and hairy guy. Yeah, whose name? Like he's named in the comic because he becomes Jack's buddy. <laughs> but I, I, and he's given a name like Chuck or something like that. Sure, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I like that. He becomes Jack's sidekick throughout the comics. That's hilarious. Alrighty. 
But yeah, that is our uh, Cursed Immortal Sorcerer. Well, cool. I like him. Yeah. I like him, Chris. So what the hell are we doing next week, Matt? All right. Well, um, oh, I, I did put it off uh, once because I wanted to do Underwater. But we've got more requests. Uh-huh. So um, we are going to cover a movie that... Um, We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You're um, prolonging this. What is it? We're, we are going to cover the first Jeepers Creepers. Okay, going to have some things to say about Mr. Director in that one. <laughs> yeah, we, we both will. We both will. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get yeah. to it. So, um, <laughs> But with that, uh, thank you so much for listening. We do very much appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your time and attention. Um, if you want any of the stat blocks, uh, you can uh, find the links to the various things in the description, including our social medias and you know, a way that you can get in touch with us in any number of ways uh, to, uh, to to give us some feedback or yell at us or <laughs> make some recommendations of your own, whatever. Um, but uh, you can hit us up in the uh, in the description here. Um, you can find them on D and D Beyond and all that, all that good stuff, all that. Uh, definitely consider subscribing to our Patreon, though. Um, we really, really appreciate the support there, um, especially if you're more into the D and D stuff, the the crunch, as it were, because that's where the bulk of it is. It is where a lot of it is, and we've got some really cool stuff over there. We do. Um, and I made a promise that I wanted to go ahead and start uploading some of that stuff to the uh, at least to the D and D Beyond, um, and maybe even putting it into the uh, like the community folder um, oh. after a year. Mm-hmm. I have yet to do that. Yeah. But uh, but do consider doing that. Um, and if you can't swing that $5 a month, uh, you can also just support us with the $1 a month at our fur buddy level. Uh, which, Give us a dollar. Yeah, just helps us out, recoup some of the costs of the maintain, maintaining this. Have you considered this. giving us a dollar? Give us a dollar. Just a dollar a day. Less than a cup of coffee a day. <laughs> we'll help support. us maybe rent a movie to watch for the stupid <laughs> podcast. <Yes. laughs> um, and with that... Uh, you can also get to in touch with us um, individually. Uh, yep. Chris, where would where would we find you? Uh, you can at least find, right now. You can find me on Twitter or Tumblr at the library C. That's C E. So did you officially go back to Tumblr? It's there. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I right. cleaned it up a bit and Alrighty. was was poking around at it yesterday. The only thing that's keeping me from like fully switching over there is the fact that our work computers hate Tumblr for some reason and won't <laughs> load it very well. Bummer. And don't seem to have a problem when I run TweetDeck, so huh. Who knows? All right. But, uh, yeah, and you can find me uh, currently on Twitter at uh, Danny underscore Hamsteak. Um, We'll see what happens from here. Yeah. And we will see you guys next time. Why do you